All right, good morning and welcome on in to another The Morning After. I'm your host, Tubby. That's right, Tyler has the day off because he is the hardest working man in borough sports right now. But with me today, I got good news for you, friends. I got my boy Vic. Vic, how are we doing today? We're doing good, man. How about you? You know, this, this is what the fans needed. This, this is all Cleveland cast. You know what I'm saying? Right? We right. don't need no disagreement today. We're going to be all on the same page. It's going to run nice and smooth. We don't need no Philly fan out here throwing Sam Bradford for MVP candidacy. It's just the Browns. Right. It's it's going to be great. I can't wait. It's so awesome to actually have somebody who understands. In fact, last week we had a uh, – actually Monday as it was. Tyler and I were in here talking, and uh, we had a discussion. He was yelling at me and questioning my Cleveland fandom. Yeah, because I had we were watching the game, and you know, as always, I always take to Twitter to voice my opinions and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I am just gonna go and watch the Golden Girls instead of this game. <laughs> and then another post, I said, you know what? I wonder what's on the Food Network. And he's like, you turned the game off. You switched. I said, no, I never switched it. I was like, it's Cleveland humor. It's what we do. It's how we roll. And he couldn't. He, they just don't understand, you know. You, you can't level with a fan that's not from Cleveland because you just don't understand our pain. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just don't, don't understand. Get it. We retreat to our humor, and our humor is what gets us through it, it's apparently. It's what gets us through the game. It does. So in in uh, in celebration of our all-Cleveland uh, show today, here's Mike Fenner chiming in for us. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Hoo, hoo. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Hoo, hoo. <laughs> that's Mike Fenner. Paying off the bet that we had against the Titans when we beat the Titans, oh. he had to go. To, he had to do the Cleveland chant. That's so awesome. I had to, you know. Sorry, Mike. I had to play it. You know, it's me. I got to do it. it to you. I had to do it. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard to try to grasp exactly what it is in this fan base. Now, I I've had a little bit longer at it, of course, because simply because I'm old, which Tyler likes to point out. But uh, there was a story. I believe it was last year where a diehard Cleveland fan had died, and in his obituary, he made a request to the Browns that they send six members of the Cleveland Browns to his funeral to be pallbearers, so that way the Browns could let him down one last time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. What a true fan. <laughs> true fan, true right? Fan. So they, uh, so what they did was the Browns <laughs> caught wind of it, of course, because it ran in the Plain Dealer, the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And uh, what they did was they ended up sending the, – the Browns were away because they hadn't started camp yet. So uh, what they did is they ended up sign, sending him a uh, Lou Groza jersey, which was his favorite player. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of the – whatever Browns that they could get a hold of did sign the jersey and send it to the family. So, I mean, that was nice that the Browns is, at least, you know, acknowledged it and stuff. But that just – gives you a little clue for you psych uh for you psych majors out there this is kind of what we do how we roll so uh yeah i i don't know it's kind of hard to explain and you know when you've when you've been this bad for this long your only armor you have left is having a good sense of humor <laughs> it, it really, when it comes down to it it really is so but anyway, I wanted to get in real quick uh Vic since i have you here as an edinburgh athlete how about the women's volleyball team last night. Oh, they're doing fantastic. I believe they improved to 17-2 and two overall. In the season? season. Wow, yep. like tremendous improvement over last year. 6-1 and one in the PSAC play. I think they won a straight sets yesterday against Slippery Rock. And this is their first, their fourth win over Ed, uh, over uh, Slippery Rock dating back to 2013. Yeah, they're, they're doing really, awesome. 
Rocket. They've really handled Slippery Rock in the last couple of years, and they're finally getting it all together. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really stoked for them for this season, and I know the ladies soccer team is out there. They have a, um, I believe they have a big match coming up as well. Um, but I was, I was really excited to watch. I didn't get a chance to really watch the game. I kind of watched it via Twitter because mm-hmm. I was following our boy, tw- our boy uh, Tyler, who was up to the wee hours of the evening, uh, tweeting on all of his sports accounts. So I was following. Tweet deck. Yeah, with his tweet deck, and so uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's a, that's. Pretty much how I watch the game is via Twitter between his account and uh, the Slippery Rock uh, Sports account. I kind of followed both of those for them. I mean, I quickly unfollowed Slippery Rock, but still, <laughs> it was it was kind of interesting to see the other side of it, see them reporting it from their side. But it was it was pretty awesome. I was I was really I was really pulling for them at one point. So uh, so yeah, it's awesome. I can't I can't believe that. Uh, I can't I, well I kind of knew that they were going to be this good, but I'm excited. That they're meeting the expectations. Yeah, I'm excited to see it all come together, you know, because a lot of teams can can't really live up to that hype, you know. Their seniors are really working well. Their younger players are living up to their potential, and they're doing fantastic. They're awesome. They definitely are doing something well. Uh, moving on, we're going to take a real quick look now. Moving on to this Saturday's game, homecoming, Borough football, which you are a member of, my Let's friend. <laughs> right? You ready? Simple. Let's get it. You ready? Well, Tyler has been Tyler has been touting this Clarion team that's coming in here now. They're coming in undefeated, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we watch film, and they're a really, really good team. You know, they they run basic stuff, but they do it well. You know, they have a couple plays, but they run them to perfection, and they're they're a good team. They deservingly should be five and zero, but they're very beatable like any other team in the PSAC. So, we're gonna come out there, and we're gonna play our game. Right. I'm they had confident. said. Right. They had said that. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, oh, you know what? Here, try it again. Go ahead, Vic. What's up? Say, I think I I think I messed up the mics here. It could be, because you weren't. <laughs> I wasn't hearing you come through. Maybe that's on me. So I tried. What's up? There it is. Okay. All right. Am I coming through? Yeah. Yeah. That was all on me. I had it all messed up. Big surprise. We good. We good. <sighs> that's right. This see, this is what happens when you put Tubby in a big boy chair. Come on, Tubby. I don't know how to work the buttons. Come on, <laughs> come on, Tubby. <laughs> but so Tyler- no one heard anything. Well, no, they they did, I think. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. They, do you Cleveland for you, <laughs> yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland for you. But yeah, so you were saying about <laughs> Clarion coming in. They don't. They wrote. They don't run a whole lot of plays. They just run them to perfection, and yeah. and so it's like you guys are gonna have to out execute them. Yes, exactly. Well, we just have to play our assignments, and we should be fine on the defensive end. I'm not sure on the offense. I don't really mess with the offense, but on the defensive end, we, if we just play our assignments and we play hard, we should be fine. Okay. I'm not worried at all. Now, Tyler likes to bring up the point that last year, this Clarion game was a turning point for you guys. It was. This is when you guys went down there. I believe you went to Clarion mm-hmm. and brought one back home. Oh, yeah. No doubt we did. You know, they're, they're kind of the same team. They do have a new coach within. I think they hired their offensive coordinator. So they do a couple things different on offense. But for the most part, they're the same team we played last year. They just have confidence. That's all that we're lacking right now, and that's all they have is confidence. Right. So, we'll, I mean, it's we're going to get into this game a little bit deeper. I know that come tomorrow, Tyler and Chewy are going to get into it. Um, and then on Friday, I'll be back here again with Tyler and Mike in-house. And then, as a special, we're going to have a live morning after hmm? on Saturday. Right? So, it'll be Tyler and Mike. On the morning after Saturday edition, live from Sox Harrison. There we go. They have uh, 
I don't believe the guests have been quite confirmed yet. I'm pretty sure I'll get a text or a tweet or something from Tyler going, no, you can't say that. But he has a lot of guests lined up, um, so make sure you catch all that action. I believe that's going to be starting, I think, right around 11. I think pretty much like when the parade's over, they're starting it. So, like, the parade will happen early in the morning. After the parade, the morning after will start, taking you all the way up to kickoff. Then you can listen to Mike and Tyler on the call right here on 88.9 WFSE. You can catch that stream live um, through edinburghnow.com. You can catch it on the TuneIn app. I believe it will even be broadcasted on ETV. So if you're in the local area, you can watch the game and hear Mike and Tyler on the call, which um, I highly advise. The IUP game you guys had last week, I was able to – I watched the IUP stream but then through through some chicanery, I muted it and was able to pull Mike and Tyler's. Oh. So I listened to Mike and Tyler on the call using their video. Uh, I know a lot of people who actually do that. It's Tom Hamilton. They listen to Tom Hamilton. He's the radio host, right? For yeah. The Indians? Yeah. They yeah, for the Indians. Yeah, they, uh, they mute the TV and they just play Tom Hamilton. Right, because there's nothing like Hammy on a call, especially <laughs> when, he, when he calls one and they go out deep. It's oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. I do it all the time. I, I got well, some. I, I got some in class for you today about Tom Hamilton, man. Nice. My presentation. Don't you worry. Nice. We have a uh, we have a mutual class together. He's in the uh, the journalism track as I am, and we have a we have a shared class in uh, multimedia. Uh, intro to mass media, I believe. Yeah, in intro the to mass media. Yep. Correct. So that's going to be interesting. I can't wait to hear all about my hometown, because uh, you know <laughs> it's it, it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of amazing when we, when you see another person. Like, there's nothing like it. Like, when you see somebody from your hometown, especially if that person is from Cleveland, and you see that person, it's like an instant connection. You're instant like, connection. You're you know? tight. Because, you know, you know what? I know you. You've suffered the same I way I have. I know what you've been through. <laughs> We're together on this. <laughs> you poor, beaten, broken dog. <laughs> I've been where you've been. But uh, right now, we're going to go ahead. Before we jump into, uh, we're going to talk about the NFL here. There's some goings on. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about our boy Joe Hayden. At, and the probable, and then the go, not go, and possible NFL allegations or, or whatever it is that they're going to look into because, you know, they're bored and they have nothing better to do. Seriously. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the, if the NFL is going to turn us into a big deal or not. But they could. Now, what, what's the whole thing? He was a late scratch because of a broken finger? Joe is listed Friday. They have the NFL teams have to turn in their, um, their sick, lame, and lazy list. Uh-huh. Right, Friday night. It says who's go, who's not a go. Joe Hayden was listed as probable, which means he's going to go. He's yeah. injured, but he's going to go. But at game time, Joe decided he wasn't going to go. He decided that. Joe decided he wasn't going to According to the coaches in Berea right now, that Joe decided he wasn't going to go. It wasn't a coach's decision. The player decided, nah, I'm not feeling it. Really? They, players have just that, that much say, like, hey, I'm not doing it today. I don't, I don't feel like playing. Apparently, I'm I don't good. know what the I don't know what the CB, because the CBA, right? The thing that holds everybody together and holds everybody accountable. Yeah. Nobody's read this stinking thing. N- nobody. Who, nobody who has the time. Right. They, Even I mean, the lawyers don't have time for all that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's for public knowledge. Like I don't think I've tried to look it up to see what the exact verbiage is in the in the CBA, but I have yet to been able to find it, and I'm usually pretty good about getting things on the web. So we'll have more about that. We're also going to talk about the Indian season and the season it was and celebrating mediocrity. And then we're going to preview um, what everybody in Cleveland has been hoping for, the return of the Cavs. So we'll see you um, 
here in a little bit right on the other side of this song. This is The Morning After with with <laughs> Tubby and Vic. Alrighty, and we're back right here on The Morning After with your boy Tubby and my man Vic sitting there to my right. What's up, what's up? So, yeah, we, so we were talking going into the break. We were talking about this Joe Hayden thing. Now, Joe had a busted up finger and some knocked up ribs and really wasn't feeling it, apparently. And then he decided he was listed as probable, which means that in the scale of things, he was going to go. Yeah. He was going to go. And then he didn't go. He decided, nope, I'm not going to do it. Now, apparently, the NFL is getting... Um, their dander up over it and they're probably going to make a federal case out of it yeah (laughs) so i don't know exactly for sure what's going to go apparently they're trying to think it's like some belichickian type of chicanery where uh you know they were trying to punk out the the chargers or something with it it didn't work (laughs) no i mean it actually ruined it yeah we we still lost i mean we gave up 30 points and yeah, when they only had over 300 yards and screw me in fantasy, but <laughs> besides the point. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, but besides Vic's uh, fantasy woes, yes. <laughs> we had, uh, I mean, they they were down at, all right, so here's a perfect scenario for your Cleveland Browns defense who is supposed to be so lauded, right? They have three offensive line, right? The I believe it was the right side. No, it was the left side. Their left tackle, their left guard, and their center were all gone. They picked up three dudes off the street and stuck them in there on their line. Three dudes. It's three. The Chargers, right? The Chargers, yeah. Three random dudes. And we still couldn't get in there. (sighs) Still couldn't get in there with Danny Shelton. Okay, well, Danny Shelton's not really a pass rusher. You know, like, I I expect him just to clog up the middle and stop the run. But still, still you figure Danny Shelton's supposed to be drawing double teams, and he did, and they still couldn't get in there. Where was Mingo? <laughs> Where's Mingo been the last three years? Where was Kruger? I haven't seen Mingo since draft night. <laughs> I haven't seen Mingo since he signed the contract. Well, I he see, had a good year last year. I, I, I see. Should. I seen him on special teams. <laughs> um, He's the biggest dude running the field. I mean, I always see him down there. Jesus, that, when it comes down to it, that's the problem, though. We miss on all our marquee free agents. We miss on all our first round picks besides linemen, and it. That will set you back so far in this league, you know. You can only miss on so many first rounders, you know. Oh yeah, it's I agree. I mean, we we spend it like we get first round draft picks like it's cool, and we we spend them like they're penny candy. <sighs> so just handing them out at Halloween. Here you go, hey. take one. Hey. And then and then they were down. Then they had two more injuries during the game. That San Diego was down to two legit, two legit wide receivers. That's it. That's all we had to cover. And who burns us? Little stinking hobbit. Moorhead. Danny Moorhead. Runs over Woodhead, us like Woodhead, he, Woodhead. Woodhead? Yeah, Danny Woodhead. Oh. But anyway. I get doesn't matter. Up. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, Besides so this little dude, 5'8", nothing. Maybe a buck 80. Runs over us like he's, you know, 266, 5'. Like we're playing AP out here. Right. He, we made him look like AP. Plain right. and simple. Why do, why do Cleveland Browns... Always end up in other people's highlight reels because we make the other teams look that stinking good. <laughs> and then people get mad at me when I say, "Oh, this is a two and fourteen team." I told Tyler, I told Twitter, I told the rest of the world in the middle of the third quarter yesterday, game's over, we lost. Even though 
We fought back. We tied it up. Or, no, I'm sorry. We didn't tie it up. We scored that touchdown, came within two, yep. which I knew Pettin was going to go for the two and go for the tie. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get it, but we're still going to lose. <laughs> you you really? Yeah. At that moment, I was like, all right, we got this. You know, two and two. We're going to be at top of the Ravens. We're going to be second in the division, no. tied with the Steelers. No. No. No, you're just like, that's not possible. No, it's not happening. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. Not in my lifetime. It's done. Oh, man. When my eight-year-old son is sitting there on the floor in front of me watching the football game, realizes – that our quarterback McCown is under center. That means they're going to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he I, never mean th- I thought I was the only person who picked up on it, but no, I guess I, he I, never I, threw the ball. My eight-year-old, eight years old, doesn't know nothing about football. Nothing. nothing. I mean, outside of playing in the yard and maybe I think he played one season of flag football, which is basically organized babysitting for six-year-olds. But still, <laughs> he he was like, "They're going to run it, Dad." I like, I know, buddy. <laughs> Dad, look, he's in shotgun. They're going to throw it. Yep, I know. I mean, if my eight-year-old can pick up what your offense is doing, hey, Mike, you may want to change it up. Hey, Get a hold of your boy, Flippio. I was to say, don't question the mastermind, Flippio. He, <laughs> he, he turned the, the Raiders around. <laughs> they're looking good this year. Yeah, without him. <laughs> without him. <sighs> it's just craziness. It, it really is. It's crazy. And then now we're going into Monday, or no, I'm sorry, not Monday, but we're going in Sunday, 1 o'clock, at M&T Bank Stadium to face the dreaded Baltimore Ravens. You know what? That's actually looking like a good game. It looks. No. I, I think we can win. No. You don't think we can win? No. I definitely think we can no. win. No. Because both, both sides of the ball have to function <laughs> at a high level yeah. at the same time. I actually have no complaints about our offense other than the blatant you could tell what we were calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of like it was kind of like the remember the Titans thing, like hey, I only got 6 plays, but it's like Novocaine, you just give it some time, it'll work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like he was daring them to stop him and and they couldn't, which I get. McCown had the game of his life. I still don't think he should be playing, but that's me. McCown's good. The last two games he's been I think solid. Right. He hasn't lost us the game. I'll say that. Right. I'll say that. It's it's been completely on the defense. But will McCown make this roster next year? No. Okay. That's what I'm saying. No. Why are you still playing McCown? If you know that you're going to have a cruddy season, you know that you aren't going to be able to pull out a couple more wins because after this it gets harder. Yeah. We really this is this is the part of the schedule we needed to win. Yeah, we had to get momentum going into this. Yeah, you know, we had to win at least three of two, you know, counting the Ravens game coming up. Right. But, yeah, it's rough. That's rough. Yeah, but I, I still think McCown's the better option right now. In, in Berea right now, the Browns coaching staff believes this is a playoff team. And if they think McCown gives them the best shot, they're going to play McCown, plain and simple. And I believe McCown's better. Yeah, he's not the future by any means. So that's why I know when people – I understand why people want Johnny out there. But when it comes down to it, McCown gives us the best option to win, and that's what the Browns are trying to do right now. They're trying to win. But I don't think that this is a playoff caliber team right now. They, they do. I don't, have they looked at their record? <laughs> have they looked at their stats? I mean, I guarantee they're, they're, they're rethinking some things. They're I mean, going if, through it. If, the def- had the defense, if we lose this Sunday, yeah, it's, we're probably going to start Johnny. The next had the defense on, came out and played in their last games like they played at that home opener? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like with passion. It would be a different story, but if they're the not doing it. Defense lived up to what they were supposed to be, like they're like, aren't they like the fourth highest paid defense in the league? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, you know, and they're playing like crap, a bottom twenty. You know? Yeah, 
It's They're playing like Tampa Bay. It, it is, you know, and I, I don't blame McCown at all for any of the, the woes. He's playing good enough to win. It's just we're not getting it done on the other side. The two Cleveland quarterbacks between McCown and Johnny Manziel have a QB rating of over a hundred point of a, over a hundred and seven. Yeah, it, you know we have nothing to complain about as fans right now. We we want to look at the quarterback, but then we see oh, we're Wait. actually getting production. Yeah. So yeah. like oh, so who do we blame now? <laughs> and we just turn right to the defense. Oh, where you at, Dansby? <laughs> where you at, Whitner? Right, Whitner talks so much oh stuff. Oh my God, I'm am I the only fan that's kind of sick and tired of Whitner a little bit? Like, I mean, I love the signing, but then he's he's kind of been. I don't know how he made the Pro Bowl. I ain't gonna lie. When I saw he made the Pro, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, mm. I think he went in as an alternate because one of our guys was hurt. Okay, yeah, uh, that, that makes a lot up. more sense. Because I think because Gibson was supposed to go in, mm-hmm. and then he got in. For, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Gibson was hurt. Gibson couldn't play, so then Whitner got in. That makes sense. How's Tremont Williams been doing? I haven't been really looking over at him. No. Nah. Well, I mean, he's he's had flashes, but he's he's I, he is what he is. I know. Yeah. I mean, he's just. I don't. Well, we didn't have any pass rush. You can't cover a guy for like six to eight seconds, especially if he's thirty-one. Right. Going on thirty-two out here. Right. You know. I mean, that's a lot of running. That's that's a ton of running. That's a ton. That's an ice bath. Right after the game, <laughs> right, ice on the knees, walking around like Jackie Moon. <laughs> right, you can't, you can't just expect the guy to cover him all day. Yeah, I mean, you're just supposed to. I mean, they're supposed to cover the guy enough. One opens up the other. You're supposed to have a pass rush defense full of big bodies that can crash the line and get in there, get the quarterback off of his spot, make him make an early release. Mm-hmm. Your corners force that receiver to the outside, make him break off his route, make him mess up his route. And they can't do it. Just can't do it. Cannot do it. You know, and I don't think it's coaching. I th- I think it's definitely the talent the talent level out there for us. It's just it's just not there on the D line. You know, I like Shelton, but like, where's Desmond Bryant? Where's he been since he signed that deal? Where's Kruger? Where's Mingo? Where's Orchard? You know, like those are the guys supposed to begin to the the, the the quarterback, and they're just not getting the job done. You know who I met? Who I think this defense is really missing right now? Who's that? Big old Phil Taylor. <laughs> what did Phil? Phil Taylor. Phil Taylor was the heart and soul of that defense. When he sat there and looked at that running back and told him to get his up, you know what I'm saying? On the, I mean, just that he he, he had that swagger to him. He I had admit, that. I he that. had that angry like dog in the fight. I mean, he was a he's a big. He's probably one of the largest men I've ever met. In you know, my but life. injuries again just plagued his career. Yeah, just, his knees were, from what I hear, were shot. Right, but th- I mean, they still they need to get that guy. They need to get that, not in not in Dominican Sue like that'd be that'd be nice though. <laughs> well, it, an esque type player. You need that angry, mean player is you what do. they and we don't have it. You know, we don't. We have a bunch of guys who signed a contract. Danny's too new. He can't get. I I don't think Danny has much locker room cred. You know what I mean? Because yeah, he hasn't earned it yet. Yeah, he hasn't made a play. He hasn't made plays in the NFL yet. Right, but once he does, I think he he'll take over that defense. I like Danny Shelton a lot. I really do. I like what he brings to the table. But he, you're right; he's just young. He's not ready to take over this defense. I think that all has to come to Carlos Dansby. He's the middle right. linebacker. He's the veteran in the locker room. Right. He's the the Pro Bowler. He, we need him. We need him to step up and really take hold of this defense. The back end, the right. up front, the front seven. He he do needs to remember, say something. Do you remember that movie? Oh, it's been out forever. 
and it had Scott Bakula in it and Sinbad, and they were like Texas. They were like a Texas university that after they received the death penalty, they were starting back. They had the green uniforms, and Scott Bakula was the quarterback, and he's like 40-something or whatever of this <laughs> college football team. Uh, no, I, I can't remember the name of the movie, but anyway, but Sinbad played a professor, but he still had like, he was like a graduate professor or something. Yeah. He still had a couple of years left of eligibility. <laughs> so yeah. Scott Bakula came in and had, dude, I need you to, to hold down my defense. That's who Carlos Stansby reminds me of. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I can't remember the name of that movie. I'm going to have to look for it in the break, and uh, I'll have that name in that movie for you, but it's it's hilarious. If any of you guys happen to know it out there on Twitter land, hit me up at Schmidt. And you can use the hashtag the morning after. Help me out with my poor memory because, you know, I'm old and, and getting senile here. <laughs> so I need help. Eli, you can get a hold of my boy, uh, my boy Vic here at Vic Hudson, V-I-C Hudson. Is there like a 24 at the end of it? Yeah, 24. At 24 at the end of it. Okay. So it's at Vic Hudson 24 or use the hashtag the morning after. Uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and take this uh, – We'll go ahead and take this next early break, and then uh, we'll go ahead and get into do-do-do-do-do. We'll go ahead and get into some uh, – we'll wrap up the Indian season, and uh, we'll talk a, li- talk, a little bit of, talk a little bit about the Cavs and the return of the King. Let's go. <laughs> so we'll see you here on and the Kevin other side hair. right here on WFSE <laughs> Fighting Scots Radio the morning after. Alrighty, and we're back. Right here on the morning after, it's your boy Tubby alongside with me, my man Vic. Say hi to the people. What's up, people? How y'all doing? <laughs> I just always wanted to say that. Say hi to the people. <laughs> Let the people know you're here. <laughs> Let the people feel you. <laughs> no, I, I had a friend, uh, his, his name's, uh, we call him DG, and he always, uh, every time he would call in, he'd go, my people, my people. <laughs> From down in Memphis, he's my buddy, I love him. I don't even know if he's listening, he's, he's an overnight Works in third shift, so he'll probably catch the podcast and be like, Tubby, what are you doing talking about me on your radio show? <laughs> you know it's, I don't like that. You know I don't, God, I don't go for any of that. <laughs> but it's all right. He'll get over it just like everybody else does. Um, so, yeah, we were talking the, We were talking about the Browns, and you know what? You brought up an interesting point there in the break off radio about if we do end up with a high draft pick, who do we go? I mean, what what catches your eye? What do you think would be the biggest need that we need right now? <sighs> wow! Right? Um, the biggest need. It it depends on the quarterback position. You know, if McCown comes back, and if he makes, if he does what he's doing now throughout the season, and he wants to come back, keep McCown there. Um, I would like another playmaker. On the outside, I know we have Gordon coming back and we have Travis Benjamin, but I would like a, n- a third one. I'd like to see us get, also get a tight end, maybe not in the first round, right? But, you know, at least down in the draft somewhere. And uh, we have to we have to spend majority of our draft picks on the defensive end. I feel like we, I'm sorry, it's time to give up on Gilbert. I think we need to draft another corner in the first round. I think that's where I'm leaning towards, and improving the D line as well. So, I mean, I know I jumped around a lot. I didn't give you an exact position, but we we have so many problems. I think yeah, best I think, available would right. probably be the way to Yeah, go. the best available player, I I would look for a defensive guy overall. Like, if we're picking one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to take a quarterback. No. But if well, I mean, not if, if McCown's serviceable. And he comes back and he, he, he wants to come back. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> well, we still have Johnny in the pocket. 
Yeah. And Johnny's learning. Johnny looks a lot better. Johnny looks compared to, I mean, all the hype and the drama aside, if you look at his numbers compared last year, compared to what he's doing this year, I see a much more mature, mm-hmm. somebody who's finally getting comfortable with an offense. And what if it just takes time, you know? What if it th- that's all it was? It's just time with Johnny, you know? Maybe he wasn't going to come out and just blow us away his first year, but maybe give him time. He can learn under McCown. And McCown looks like a good coach, I think, a good teacher. And right. John DeFlippo is doing something right with the quarterbacks because they're succeeding in this offense. So, you know, let's, let's, let's hold out hope, you know? Not for this year, maybe the following right. two seasons. Right, so, so we'll <laughs> just stick to the Cleveland motto and wait for next year? Wait for next year, yeah. <laughs> a nice 15-year rebuild program we're on here. <laughs> right, forever rebuilding. That's like over half of my adult life we've been rebuilding. But, hey, you know, we were undefeated for like three years when they took the team to Baltimore. <sighs> Why you got to bring that up? <laughs> got to bring it up. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think I agree with you on some points. I think that if, if we have a high enough draft pick, I either A, Go after the biggest, meanest, nastiest defensive hand in the dirt lineman I can find, mm-hmm. or I go around the other side and I get the biggest, baddest offensive lineman I can get. I go big. Another O lineman. Do we not need one? I think we do. We have three Pro Bowlers on the line. Three out of the five are Pro Bowlers. That's a pretty good ratio. Do I you know. really need another one? Yeah. Oh my lord! But look, I mean, I mean, if you look at Joe Thomas, mm-hmm. has been in the league for like a year and a half, and by that I mean like forever. Made the Pro Bowl every year. Made the Pro Bowl. Made the Pro Bowl every year. Every year. So proud of Joe. I love Joe. He's been Pro, through it all. And Hall of Famer, first ballot, no doubt. Got to get there. But you know, and then you got Mac. Right, yeah, Mac. who had an injury last year. He's he's slowly getting better, but he I but heard he, he might leave. Yeah, but he's up there in years too. Yeah, he is. You know, and then you're left with Mitchell. I wear roller skates. Schwartz. How is he still playing? That's what I'm saying. How is he still playing? Right. I thought we drafted Cameron to get rid of him. Right. It, was that not the plan? I thought Ray Farmer is that. Paging Ray Farmer was not not the plan. I don't, but hey, he's back now. He served his four game suspension. Hey, here we go. Back in the building. That's what we're missing. Ray Farmer. Yeah, Ray, I know you got my digits, buddy. I know you can text. So text your boy Tubby because inquiring minds want to know out here in Edinburgh. Hook a brother up, Ray. Don't With make some me get Cam my- Irvin out there, <laughs> right tackle, please, please. <laughs> Help me out. Either I mean, I will get on Twitter and I will ask Alex Shiner. You don't want me to do that, Ray. Just text me, mm-hmm. and we'll all be good. I'll have you over for Sunday dinner. I'll cook some steak. You'll be all right. Just, just t- don't text during the game, though. You know, yeah, not during the game. It. Don't risk it. Yeah. Plus, this weekend I'll be in uh, Pittsburgh. So <gasps> the berg. Yeah, we're going into the belly of the beast to, for a family trip. Mm, they want to go to the zoo and to the uh, children's museum. So side note: I hate the zoo. <laughs> Absolutely hate. The zoo. Every time as a kid when I went to the zoo, it was hot, and I hate being in the heat. It was just terrible. And, you know, when it gets hot, that poop starts smelling real bad. That's why I hate the zoo. You walk around, you look at animals, ooh, ooh, cool, yay, animals. And then all I, for the rest of the day, I smell poop. It's terrible. I like the aquarium, though. The aquarium, it's nice and cooled in there. Fishies going all around your head. That's cool. I like that. But the zoo, absolutely hate the zoo. I will not take my kids to the zoo. They can go with their mom. They can go with their mom. They're not. I'm not coming. Like dad's busy. Dad's got work. Dad's got work to do. I will not go. I can't do it. I can't do it. That's funny. <laughs> dad's got other things to do. I mean, but no, seriously, though, do you like truthfully going to the zoo? I yeah. 
Why? Please explain. I, I don't because it's it's memories with my kids. Memories, I mean, so you can go somewhere else. You can go to the aquarium. That, aquarium, that's memories. Yeah, well, see, I had a bad experience. We went down to D.C., mm-hmm. our nation's capital. Oh, yeah. And we went to the aquarium in D.C., which was housed in the basement of, like, some office building. Okay, that's just that's It was weird. Oh, it was weird. Uh-huh. You go in, you had to go through. It was like going into a courthouse. You had to go through, like, the metal detectors. You had the scanner and crap to check mm-hmm. your bags and stuff. You went downstairs in the basement, and you walked a loop, which was pretty much about the length of if you walked from one end of Compton Hall to the other. That's about it. See, that's lame. Do you have to go to a? Oh yeah, bomb it was it was it was way lame. Aquarium. It, it, it was kind of like, <laughs> you know, I I was I couldn't believe it. No doubt, could not believe it. I mean, I went to an aquarium down in Texas, and it was amazing. Right, fish is just over your head. You can like touch like the stingrays, man. They, it got really into it. You know, I I love the aquarium. Right, the the r- nicest aquarium I've ever been to was the one down in Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, I like I like Baltimore. I like Maryland a lot. I like seafood. That's probably why. That's <laughs> but, probably why. But I I do like it down there. That's a good place. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, I don't know. But no, I absolutely hate the zoo. Okay, got it. So <laughs> I will not I will not tag you in any of the pictures I post from the zoo. <laughs> you or probably I, will now. <laughs> I will now. I will. I will make sure to tag Vic in every picture I take. Thank God you're not on my Facebook. Otherwise, you'd see more annoying pictures. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's my weekend plans. And then uh, we had another big thing on Cleveland Twitter talking about the Indian season ending this year. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, for the third season in a row, the Cleveland, your Cleveland Indians did finish above 500. And the Indians' Twitter account was celebrating the fact that we were above 500. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I get I'm you. I, to I, I get you. This is. Spin it. I get you. This is. Without the playoffs, that's what it feels like. You know, it's just like, cool, nice. Where's the playoffs at? (laughs) You know, like we're above 500, congratulations. But we're out here to make the playoffs. We're not out here to be above 500. Right. It's like when your mom makes that banging, like, mashed potatoes and stuffing, and you're like, wow, mom, that's great. Mm -hmm. Where's my dang turkey, mom? (laughs) I think what the Indians (laughs) are doing right here, they're like, we're not as bad as the Browns. But we're not a, a guaranteed playoff like the Cavs. But we're, we 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 win games. <laughs> we we give you that every now and again. We'll, we'll win you right. some games, Cleveland. Right. And uh, that's pretty much what they said in that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or five hundred. What more? What more do you guys want? You guys have the Browns and us. What do you want? Or the Cavs? I'm like, all right. I guess you know we're winning yeah. games. <laughs> we're not getting blown. Yeah. Out. So they're not they're not basement dwellers, but they're not they're not achieving. Like I thought. Thank I you. thought. I thought when Tito came in. That you know, Tito Francona, when he came in and took over the team, I thought we had a legit chance. Okay, well, some some of my buddies out there, some of my buddies want Tito gone, and I what? look at them like they're just insane. What? Tito should be the manager of the Indians for as long as he wants. They want Tito gone. That ain't true. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. It's not right. <laughs> that ain't right. I, yeah, I can't. I I don't understand. I don't. I don't think it's. I mean, if you look at the, if you look back over the entire Indian season, Kluber had a real bad year. Real bad, compared to his standards. Yeah. Um. So that was bad. They couldn't get a right-handed bat to save their life. Mm. When when the pitchers were doing well, they couldn't get any run support whatsoever. Santana can't bat his weight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And he's supposed to be the 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 power. He's supposed the to be bat. Slam Tana. Where were you at, homie? Yeah. 
Santana's. I wanted him gone for a while now. Yeah, I got it. Chisholm Hall is just. Uh, but Lonnie had his moments. Lonnie baseball had his moments this year. He had his moments. I mean, I we, in baseball it's about consistency, man. Right. You know, and uh, with this lineup that we that we made, it's kind of like we're all like even across the board. It's a pass baton kind of lineup, you know. We need guys to step up some some months, you know. And right. They just didn't come through and. Yeah, I Kipnis think had a great year though. Kip, let's, I love let's Kip. Let's look on the bright side. Kipnis had a fantastic year. Brantley, he was injured some. Doctor Smooth, love Doctor Smooth. He's always good. I don't think he was going to do a follow up season of last year, but he was still very very good. And then San, uh, what's uh, Carrasco? Carrasco, yeah. You know, I I like Carrasco a lot. Stepped up his season a lot. Mm-hmm. I still love I love Yanni Gogo, Yanni Gomes. Mm-hmm. I love that kid to death. He's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they made him finally full time catcher. No doubt. Because, I mean, that kid has a rocket. You don't run on Yanni Gogo. I mean, <laughs> you could probably make like a 20-minute YouTube video of him just throwing dudes out and them going, what? You know? And, you know, our backup catcher, Perez, he's not bad either. No. You can't run on Perez. Nope. Not consistently. Nope. He's good. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. I say I say move Yan to first, get Santana out of there, and put make uh, Roberto Perez the starting catcher. And then trade Santana for possibly another bat, maybe another pitcher. And a player yet to be named. You know what? But who would take that? Who who would be looking for slam tanner? Absolutely no one. But you <laughs> know who was a player to be named? Michael Brantley. Uh-huh. In that Milwaukee trade with CC Sabathia. He was yep. a player to be named. So don't don't sleep on those players to be named. Right. But yeah, I mean I I'm glad with what they moved. Uh I'm glad Swisher got moved. Oh, I love man. I'm 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 on oh, we, everyone rejoiced. You know, I if that was back in the summer, right? Yeah. I was listening to the fan at the time and the fan was just parading around. They were like playing back all the Nick Swisher comments he's made, all his cheerleader comments, and it, it hilarious. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I am a huge Ohio State homer. Oh, no. I love Ohio State. A lot of my friends that I went to high school with, they went to Ohio State for school. I got to go over there. I've been on campus a bunch. I Partied a little too hard on campus over there, mm-hmm. so I have so I owe my ally- my uh, my Division One allegiance to the Ohio State University. Except when it comes to wrestling, because I believe in my boys in Borough. Oh, I, I love our wrestling. Best boys wrestling here. in the yeah. country is here at Edinburgh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, be that as it may, as I put that disclaimer out there, uh, you know, I I really wanted Nick to do well because. You know, our boy Dustin Fox over there at the fan helped bring him into the fold. Mm. He went to dinner with Tito and uh, Antonetti and, uh, oh, I don't know, some other dude from the Indians front office. But anyway, Dustin Fox was there part of the part of the dinner before Swisher signed that big deal. So what are we saying? Are we blaming Dustin here? No, I'm not Is blaming. Dustin to be blamed? Is that where we need to focus all of our energy towards? Oh, I don't want to put that on him. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I like him. That's a lot of energy, Dustin. I like it. If For those of you who don't know who aren't local to Cleveland, let me take a minute and explain to you guys. Dustin Fox is a former NFL player. He was on the championship Ohio State Buckeyes team, uh, played safety safety or cornerback. He was a corner. Number he was, seven. Yeah, he was, he was a corner. Um, I believe he played with the Patriots one year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't the year that they went all the way, though. <laughs> But he didn't have that long of a career in the NFL. And now he's a host. He's the afternoon, afternoon drive host, um, co-host with uh, Adam the Bull. And they call it the Animal House mm-hmm. and uh, with uh, Fox and Bull. 
and uh, it's on 92.3 The Fan. But anyway, he's a large personality. And you you would think a guy who's had a pro record, who's won a championship as a Buckeye, would kind of be kind of snooty, you know, and like really standoffish towards people and stuff. But he's like one of the most approachable dudes yeah, he's Ever. just a, he. You would if you didn't say what his accomplishments, you'd never guess it. Uh uh-uh. uh Never, because he's not like overly like Jack kind of guy, you know. Yeah. He looks like a honestly a regular dude just doing his job. Right. And I mean, if, if he's, he's fit, but he's not like he's not yoked. You know, he's not he's not looking like a Joe Hayden out here. You know, no. Joe's yoked. Yeah. But like Dustin's just like, sorry, Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's awesome. Like he comes out. Uh, I've met him a few times. He does. A, he used to do a live remote over at the Barley House before uh, Browns games, and uh, but anyway, really cool dude. Will take time like when he's not on air to actually talk to you. Where did he grow up? <sighs> I want to say just outside. I, I think he's from just outside Cleveland. Just outside Cleveland. Do yeah. You know which? I don't know if it's down towards Canton. I'd have to. I'd have to look him up. To yeah, be I sure. gotta look that up. I'm actually curious. I'd have to look him up. Speaking of looking things up, we do have the name of the movie that I referenced earlier. And our big Browns rant. The name of the movie, folks, is Necessary Roughness from 1991. So if you get a chance to look that up, I know uh, I know a lot of people love the Netflix and chill. So make sure you, you ch- get in with it, <laughs> right? So you know, you know, on on Friday night, as as you know, as you're taking some calm, some downtime before the festivities of homecoming this Saturday, check out Necessary Roughness. It's a football comedy starring Scott Bakula. And Sinbad, the com- the uh, com- comedian. Why can't I say comedian? I don't know. It must be my allergies. But anyway, so make sure you check that out because Glen that's awesome. Glen Oak High School. You went to Glen Oak. Glen Oak, that's right. Isn't that where Hittner went there too, didn't he? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Glen, Glen Oak is uh, one of those powerhouses in the local uh, Cleveland area. I believe they're, they're like five. Mm-hmm. Are they Division Five? Uh, I think they're one. They're one. Are they one? Yeah, one or two. Yeah, they're like one of the biggest schools in the area. Yeah, there's um, a lot of good football across just across the border if you want to see some actual football there, Pennsylvania fans. <sighs> well, we're going to be talking about that on Friday's show. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some local high school action. But the big game Friday night is Conneaut Area High School versus Meadville Ooh. Area High School. This is one of those backyard brawls where it's like cousin versus cousin. It's like my hometown of Titusville when we used to play Maplewood. Like, legit, used to have, like, family members, actual family members, first cousins on the other side of the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they're so close. So this is going to be one of those slobber knockers, and it's going to have uh, – what did they say? On, I listened to on the radio today. They were talking about it. it's going to have playoff implications and possibly um, division title implications and stuff. So it's so – It's that kind of a game. Where this are they is playing it at? Where is it at? Uh, I believe it's over in Conneaut. I don't know what the name of their field is. Okay, Conneaut. But uh, I know Froggy's going to be there. They're, having like, they're actually having like a tailgate mm-hmm. type of thing. Now, it's not tailgate like you and I know tailgates from like being in Cleveland. It's not one of those tailgates. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a high school tailgate, so you know, pump your brakes a little bit before you try to turn up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, so Froggy's going to be out there giving stuff away and uh, some other stuff. Why am I promoting all these other radio stations? Seriously, we are, though. <laughs> you know, we're talking about the fan. We're talking about Dustin we're talking Fox. about the fan. We're talking about Froggy. You know what? I tell you what. If since I like promoting things, and you happen to be a local business in our local area, feel free to contact us right here at Edinburgh in Compton 102 about underwriting some of our shows, and I would gladly promote you. I would promote the heck out of you. I would. 
Do you want to sponsor our call-in line? It'll be brought to you by, or underwritten in part by, insert your business name here, <laughs> you know, and uh, or our next segment talking about local high school schools, uh, football, and other programs this year, underwritten in part by, insert your local business here. See, it'll be a great way to get the word out. It'll also be on our podcast, which you can catch on edinburghnow.com. People can listen to us via the TuneIn app. We are everywhere you are. We are Campus Media right here at 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scotch Radio. With that, we're going to head to the break. Uh, we covered the Browns. We covered the Indians. And in our last little tidbit of a break here, we are. do you think they're going to do it this year? Do you think they're going to go all the way? Yeah, you know, I think a year under their belt, you know, a year under David Blatt, he finally can get used to the NBA field. I think they're going to be just fine. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is getting Tristan back on the floor. That's the only thing holding us back right now. Right. And, of course, uh, another injury, if that should happen. That would just be horrific to the season. But, like, as soon as I think if we get Tristan back, back into the six-man role and he accepts that role and embraces that role, I think there's no team. That can stop us. <laughs> yeah, especially especially with Tristan Thompson out there doing Tristan Thompson like things. I say that all the time. Yeah. Oh, look, look, there goes Tristan doing Tristan like things. He's getting rebounds and can't dribble. As soon as he put the ball on the floor, he gets it stolen. <laughs> but no, he but wants still, a max deal. He wants a max deal though. But he wants a max deal though. I mean, I'd, I I think the rest of his team, even uh, LeBron, has kind of hinted through social media about, hey, come on back into the fold. You know, it's a distraction, like what he said. It's a kind of a distraction, you know, because everyone's like. When's Tristan coming back? Is he coming back? Kind of deal. Uh, but who cares? We got Mozgov. <laughs> Timothy Mozgov. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> I love Mozgov. That looks like a guy who will never, ever die. <laughs> he just looks like never. he looks like a Terminator, bro. Right. I am Mozgov. <laughs> right. He, he has that Ivan Drago type feel yeah. to it from Rocky Four. Yeah. <laughs> I love that kid. He's awesome. Yeah, I like Mozgov a lot, man. He's pretty cool. We did, uh, let's see what Oh. And uh, for you ladies out there, fans of the Cavs, our boy Kevin Love, K-Love, has new hair. I wish we could show you guys. <laughs> just, just, just look it up. Yeah. You want to see Kevin Love's new hair. Picture, if you will, me as a child in the 80s with my curly permed hair. <laughs> That's what he looks like. He looks Basically. like he has a mushroom head. Yeah, it, it's bad, Kevin. You need to get rid of that. You just cut it short. Go back up to the fade. You know. Uh, but let's talk about some of the additions. Do you think Mo Mo Williams is going to be a, a very serviceable backup behind Kyrie? Yes. Okay. I like I like the pickup of Mo. You know, we're not. He dropped fifty two last year in a game, right. so he can still score. He still has a lot of game left on him. I, lo I yep. love the signing. Richard Jefferson. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'm kind of on the. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I like it for what it is. You know, he's not going to play much, but like he can back up LeBron, and he knows. The NBA, like right. he's a, he's a professional, so I mean that can never hurt having him a player right. like that on your team. He's a professional; he handles the game very well. I'm excited about that. Um, I want to talk about LeBron James and the minutes he should be playing. Okay, this year, do do you think they should limit his minutes and/or games he plays in? And remind, he's going on 31. I know he's going on 31. I don't think games per se because. I mean, let's be honest. People buy tickets to go see. The, they're not going to go see anybody else but him. Mm -hmm. They at least want to see him touch the floor. I mean, if he only played like five minutes in a game, long enough for me to look from the nosebleed seats, which are like the only seats I can afford, and point him out to my kids, say, look, there goes LeBron. 
I'm a happy camper. <laughs> you know, I yeah. have spent well my $60 per ticket to sit in the nosebleed seats to see LeBron. I'm a happy camper. But to have him sit out games, I I don't think. I mean, not at home. Definitely not at home. I wouldn't send him out at home at all. He'd play he'd play a little bit in every home game if I were Blatt. And and if, if I was Dan Ger- Gilbert, I'd be like, look, bro, you know, I need to make money to pay your contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me two minutes a game at home. That's all I need. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, but I mean, but limit him, yeah, until the end of the season. I mean, look at how slow they started. And everybody was like, oh, my God, the Cavs are caving to the pressure. They can't live up to the hype. I, no one, if you know basketball, no one ever bought that. Nope. No one. That's just ESPN hyping it up. We all knew the Cavs would be in the finals at the end of the year. Right. LeBron's the cheat code to the finals. We all know. <laughs> yeah, right? Automatic cheat code. It, it really is cheat code. LeBron James. <coughs> no, really? Oh, like, yeah. Enter like, it in your PS4. LeBron James cheat code. He is the NBA Finals. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, see, you learned something new here, guys. That's because I, I don't ha- I mean, I've never been good on the court. Yeah. And, I don't, and I'm even worse with a controller in my hand. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's no bueno. I mean, being being as, being as fat as I and old as I am, mm-hmm. I am not good on the court, period. That's just all there is to it. Our early predictions, though, for the Cavs, finals. Yeah, we're going to the finals. All right, against who? Just throw a name out there. If you who? Throw a name out there. Who do you think we're going to play? I want those Warriors. Again. Yeah, probably Golden State again. I want those Warriors. They look pretty good still. They do look pretty good. But as uh, as my man Vic is pointing out here and hurrying us along, it is the 10 o'clock hour, which means we are done. We are out of here. Uh, Tyler and Chewy will be back in tomorrow morning, same time, same channel, right here on 88.9 WFSE. Um, and then the big show on Friday will have me, Tyler, and Fenner going three wide, talking Borough football, NFL action, and a little high school preview as well, taking you on into homecoming. So have a good weekend, Borough This has been your boy Tubby. That's Vic. Catch us on the podcast on edinburghnow.com.